Now, what Viv did was to get his uh, newly wed wife, Margaret, who we called Maggie, to make stitch up three sails um, to act as starting flags for the one, two and three minute flags, which he tacked onto cut down broomsticks. And Viv would put these you know, on in his Gladstone bag, ride down from Stewart Street with his sailing gear in the Gladstone bag and the, the um, starting flags on the handlebars, ride down to, to um, the bottom of Johnson Street, wade out to the old springboard, climb up onto the springboard and get ready to start us in our yacht race, which we would duly, um, when we were started, we'd sail up to Mosman Bay Boy, the white boy, we'd then go across to Suicide Boy, um, over to a boy near the springboard where we were started from, and then across to the um, concrete spit post at, at uh, Point Water Spit, and do that at two, or, two or three times before the um, cruisers and the other yachting fleet at Royal Freshwater Bay Yacht Club started so that we wouldn't be in their way. And uh, that went on for a season, so... Um, a lot of people played a good part in um, helping us get established. What about finishing? Who finished? You? Well, we normally finished, and it was a um, honour system as to who finished first, second, and third. And I can't remember anyone having a dead heat to have arguments about. Um, just um, about when, when um, as things progressed. Um, the Rainbow Fleet was getting really established around 1948 up in Crawley Bay. Um, and Mr Hill, who had Hill's Tea Rooms and also hired out um, um, cruisers for people to hire in the weekend and have um, recreational sailing, um, Mr Hill had designed a boat called the Rainbow I don't know whether he did design it. I think someone said they were around a bit earlier, but he did design it, as far as I know. And in 1948, there were 50 rainbows on the Swan River. So um, things started to move on from the canvas boat era. Peter Clifford built a rainbow. Eric Thomas built a rainbow. And um, and mind you, um, Eric was in the early days of the Yacht Club too because he had his rainbow um, Shannon in 1947 so he did play a part as well and I might add that uh, just before I go into that side of things the Rainbows and the VJs a lot of the parents worked on that uh, that went along as a deputation to the roads board they did come down and work on the building people like um, Bob Pickering Bob Pickering uh, Senior uh, Fred Mann came along. Um, um, I'm pretty certain Mr Skeleton came along. There were a number of adults that did come along and help, as well as us young fellas getting in and digging the trenches for the foundations. And uh, it was virtually a community effort. Uh, and, and I might add too that as we got a, a little fleet together, I know that Stan Whitfield, who also played a big part in the early years, Stan was to become, I believe, one of the first Commodores, and along with Fred Mann and um, and and Rex, Mr Cordingly, Harold Cordingly. So they would have been the early Commodores, and I do believe that um, Harold Cordingly was given a life membership in latter years, in the latter part of the 60s, before the club folded. Um, 
What, what did the building have inside it? What facilities did it have? It mainly was just an open building with floor space and racks to put the boats on and um, that's where I come in now with the rainbows and some of the boys went either into rainbows or to VJs. Now, as I mentioned a little previously, Huck Scott had been asked to go over and sail with Viv Downing in the heavyweight Sharpie at Royal Freshwater Bay Yacht Club and it wasn't long after that um, Viv needed a sheet hand and uh, asked Huck if he knew anyone and Huck asked me to come over. So that's um, when I'd only had about probably half of a season in the canvas boat, I exited and uh, went over to sail with Viv and Huck at the Royal Fresh Bay uh, Yacht Club. But um, the McDavid boys, they moved in and built a VJ and John called it or, um, Audacity. 